I'm Will Leviste. He's Eric Claville. And you're tuned into Leviste and Claville, the show where we tell it to you straight the way it is from a black male's perspective. So let's get right to this show. Yeah. Pass and fail. <laughs> the inner city public school crisis. Pass and fail in the city public school crisis. So recently the organization of Project Baltimore, which is an investigative journalism organization, they did a report where they found that hundreds of students are failing in Baltimore city schools. And the story featured 17-year-old who thought he was graduating high school and then learned that he actually must start over, you know, after four years. Uh, the student's mother, name is Tiffany France, says the school failed to inform her and her sons uh, of the son's crisis and that the school failed her son. So tell me, Claville, is it the school that failed the son? Um, what is the deal here? I know you've been waiting to talk about this for a minute now. Well, well, look, I, I'm going to take a different approach on this. And I think what even the article that came out in the news uh, regarding Baltimore schools. But I'll say this. Number one, my heart goes out to that young man and all the children who are not getting the education that they, they deserve and to make it through society. My heart goes out to the parents who believe that their children are performing at the high level or should be performing at the high level, and they're not. Okay, my heart goes out to them. But let me get to the root, root of the problem, okay? The root of the problem are our families and the parents of these children. Okay, I said it. And let me quantify that statement before we start to get backlash about this. Teachers are there to teach our children and to help them and to mentor them in a subject and possibly in areas of life. Right. It is not the responsibility of teachers to ensure that kids come to school. It is not the responsibility of teachers to ensure that our children are exhibiting and executing the model behavior for learning. Right. It is not the responsibility of the teachers to ensure that our children are prepared when they come into the classroom. That is the 100%, 1,000% responsibility of parents. It is the responsibility of parents to ensure that our children are ready, that they are equipped to learn. Right. Now, let me give you my, uh, what, what, what we do. We, we, we can get into this going back and forth, but you know, in my house, my family, education is right under our faith in God, Jesus Christ, our family, and then education, right, right there. One, right. two, three. Okay. One, two, three. And right under education is economics, right? Okay. So that's how we order our lives every single day. Now, what does that mean? That means when I email my teachers, uh, my, my uh, students' teachers, I, the, 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 I ended with partners. We remain partners in the education of our greatest asset. Okay. And then I signed our name. Now, that's, that means a lot, right? Because that says that, if we're partnering, that means that I got, there's 50% I got to do, and there's 50% you got to do, right. right? So, you know, what does that mean? What does that partnership mean? Well, there's no way that that mother should have found out that her son had a 0 0.13 GPA mm -hmm. when it came time to gra for graduation. Okay. That should have come up in a parent-teacher conference, not just 12th grade, 
not just 11th grade, not just in 10th grade, but in ninth grade, all right? But even before that, right. you know, it's up to the parents to check in on their kids. Listen, my father was our Cub Scout leader, right? Every event that we had at school, he was there. All right. My father was, after my mother passed away of cancer, my father was the PTA president for my kid, my little sister's elementary school. I became the PTA vice president of my kid's elementary school. I also was on the board of their day school or preschool along with my wife, right? All right. All right. And then from there, every single day, Will, I would go and walk my kids to their class in elementary school, give them a hug, greet their teachers, find out if there's anything, and we would pick them up and not just pick them up, but also volunteer after school activities and the like. I know every parent don't have the luxury to do that, but there's gotta be one day that parents can volunteer at their kids' school one hour out of the year, right? That's being engaged. We check on our kids' homework every single day. We see if they need assistance with it. And you already know, because we talk offline, I, we got one kid going to college, and every day we're looking at scholarships. We're looking at applications. Right. Right. So it's about being involved in exposing your kids to opportunity. So for me, I for this situation, yes, the schools need help. They need revamping. But schools and teachers can only work with the product that they're given. So it's up on, for me, I look at the parents as being the greater element of fault for this particular situation. All right. So I gave you, you got a clear six minutes to, to basically put forth the classic class argument that we hear from people in different social classes mm -hmm. who may be coming from a background where they've got more support, got more resources, yeah. talking about what someone from a different situation, dynamic in their family should be doing. And if they can't hold, uphold to that, so now it's the victim's fault. And I think clearly, yes, parents are responsible and the first, they are the first teachers and are responsible. But you just outlined a situation where for your personal background, you have those things in place. Your children have those things in place as far as parents who understand education, who have put it at the top of the top of the totem pole and who have the resources to stay on top of their children. Mm -hmm. What happens when you are a child mm -hmm. who does not come from that kind of family background of no fault of your own, right? And you are a parent who, like in this case, got three jobs, she says, single parent, yep. trying to make ends meet. She yep. can't possibly be as attentive in the schools, as active as you've been able to do when you, you're working with a partner, your wife is your partner, and you also have the resources and, the, and not working three jobs to be able to do that. So to me, there's three legs yeah. of the education stool. There's the school, there's the parent, there's the child. Yeah. How can we possibly justify a school that's passing a kid along, knowing that they're failing, and not reaching out adequately to the parent to yeah. let the parent know what's going on. And in this case, well, that's really what you had. You had this school passing a kid along, right? Moving them along, and they're, they're clearly showing that they got 
failing grades in one, in, I think in Spanish one, and they moved the kid up to Spanish two. Right. So, so you got a parent who's not coming from the kind of background that you're coming from, where they understand education, they understand these dynamics, and a certain level of of ignorance, not out of being not intelligent, but ignorance not out of just not knowing, not being sophisticated sure. and understanding the system. It's incumbent on the school to mm-hmm. do its part to make sure that they are informing the parent that they are doing their right by the child. Right. And then it's and then in this case, the school absolutely failed at that. Now, to your point about the chat, the parent. Yes, there's three legs of this of the education stool. So so the kid has a role, too. And yeah. the parent absolutely has a role. But well, I actually often, actually will. I, I, I would say four legs. So we talk about the school. We talk about the parents. We talk about the student. But then there's that a extracurricular. Right. Because we know that in order to develop the whole student, you got to have an extracurricular. So if you don't have the music, the sports, the arts, and things like that in the schools to help to develop the full kid, right. uh, then, then 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 the kid really isn't developed. Right. So if you're a parent that doesn't have those kinds of resources, you can't necessarily engage them in that fourth leg of the stool. And then you got so again, so now it's the schools. Are the schools providing that fourth leg? But in this case, again. When you have, when you come from a background like I did as well, parents, two parents in a home for the most part, mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. split. I was twelve, but my father was never not around. He was still right. very much in, in my life. They put a, a huge emphasis on education, and they right. were the parents who would go to the parent-teacher conference. But if you a child who does not come from that background, now what do we say? We just say, well, it's the parents' fault, and that's it. The school no. has got to do its part, and absolutely, we put too much on our educators, too yeah. much on our teachers, to be able to do certain things. But they, but if they're handling their end of the bargain, right? Then I, I'm comfortable saying, well, the parent failed it. But in these cases, the schools are not handling their end right. of the stool. And they well, 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 I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit on you because. Uh, the parent knew that the kid was failing because the kid brings home progress reports and an end of the year report card. Now, most school systems to get the parents to uh, uh, make sure that they have due notice, they have to sign the progress report, sign the report card, and send it back to school. But the, but the school said your son got this grade in Spanish one, but next year we're moving him to Spanish two. Again, now, to, to, now look, to a parent that's not sufficient, that sounds to me like, okay, he's moving along. He's still, but he will. didn't do that well, but he's moving along. But well, I mean, right, to your point that there is issues with keeping funding to those schools and there's pressure. As a matter of fact, in that same article, there's another article embedded, attached about the investigation mm-hmm. into the Baltimore schools about the grade change in culture, right? Over 8,000 emails from teachers, administrators, about the pressure to change grades and to pass students, right? right? We saw that happen in Atlanta. Of course, it happens in a lot of other places and, and the like that don't get, you know, the, the notoriety or the, the negative press that all this is getting. So we do know that that happens. But again, I go back to the teachers. I mean, I go back to the parents because I remember there was one teacher that they were pushing to get um, into the schools because, again, there's a deficit in, in teachers, especially certified teachers in certain schools. And this particular one teacher wasn't certified yet in that particular subject. Well, we addressed that with the principal. 
we addressed it with the, uh, and also worked with that particular teacher to ensure that they were uh, doing the proper things with our child and and really with the rest of that particular class uh, for that one course. But that's the only course that I've known in my children's education who both went to uh, private uh, uh, day school, right, through the Episcopal school system, and also to public school when they uh, went from elementary all the way up to high school. And again, we did the investigation on the school systems, uh, the private schools and what we felt were best for our, our, our children. And of course, they had a voice in it as well. But again, education is the key that unlocks the door to every single opportunity in life. People come here from all across the world just to get a piece of this education. You got people who come here who can't speak English, go to public school and become successful. So where is that? Again, where's that focus? Where is I, that? I think, that, but I think you're missing it. I think you're missing it. If you've got a parent who is not functional in that area, do you blame the parent for not being functional in that area? Or do you do and take extra steps to make sure that parent is aware of what's going on? You mentioned people, but you mentioned people coming from other countries. Mm -hmm. A language barrier oftentimes is the case, oftentimes is a lack of sophistication with understanding the system. So it's so it's incumbent on the school to say, okay, I'm dealing with a parent that's not as sophisticated as Claville. So I need to make sure that this parent understands what is going on with their child, not just throw my hands up and just go and change grades and just pass them along because a parent that's not sophisticated is sitting there assuming that everything is okay. And again, we turn we have a tendency in this society to look down on people who don't have a certain level of sophistication. We do it in a way by just saying, well, you still should know better. I mean, how do I know better if I haven't been exposed and I yeah. I don't already know better? So well, the school has got to make some extra efforts and put some extra um, uh, um, processes in place. And in this case, this particular school, these public schools, do have those processes in place. And what they failed to do was to actually execute on those processes. I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming the parents. No, you said a hundred percent. You said the hundred percent is on the response. There you go. So how is that not blaming? Listen, again, responsibility and blamer, I look at as two different things, right? Okay. If I have the responsibility to ensure that my child, when he goes to school, when they, those two boys go to school, that they are prepared, not just uh, mentally, they're prepared physically right. uh, with a hot meal, the, the, the enthusiasm that they have, the, the, the backpack, all that stuff. All right. That's my responsibility. Right. If I fail in that area, okay, then it's not the teacher's fault. And I can't then shift that responsibility and then blame the teacher for not educating my child properly when I know I haven't given them a good product. Listen, I see our children, all of our children, not my children, not just your children, but all of our children, especially our black children, as being seeds of great potential, right? right? And just like, just like, just, you know, I'm talking, uh, uh, you know, those that have a green thumb, horticulture. So if, if you have a seed, you have to, you have to create the soil 
the surrounding for that seed. You have to create the the, the opportunity for them to get the proper sunlight, the proper right. Uh, right. water. You right. got to cultivate it. You got to cultivate right. it. So okay. if, I, if I give you a seed and then you put water on it, but then I or you put soil around it, but I don't put any water for four years and you keep dumping soil on it, I don't give it sunlight, but you keep putting soil on it, which is your responsibility to do. Then if I don't get a sprout in four years, whose responsibility is that? But is but that? to use but to use your analogy, if you don't have the seed and the soil and the water we, we all got around see. the uh, uh, we're talking about around the family structure. Again, you're talking about coming from a perspective of having a family structure that is in place that pro- can provide that kind of educational nurturing and discipline. If you're not, then 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 that's exactly what I'm saying. That the school (laughs) is incumbent (laughs) on looking at what is the family structure that this young kid is coming from. What is the additional need, the additional step, and and that we need to have in place to be able to help this parent to understand what they need to do. And that's what the school is absolutely failed on because these schools have those kinds of protocols in place. Here's another thing. Again, I've been a parent, as you well know, and raised yeah. kids. Guess what? Your kids lie. <laughs> Your kids lie. Kids lie. Kids have all kinds of Absolutely. other motives for which they are going to school and, mm-hmm. and may be thinking about academics, may not be thinking about academics. As, as academically inclined, because of um, the, the discipline that you're you and your wife have done to your kids, guess what? If he had not come to the planet, if your children had not come to this planet with a sense of education, with a sense of of yeah. wanting to do for self, it in some level, it wouldn't matter what you and your wife did yeah. to be able to, because you can't predict how the child is going to, that's that other leg, that other leg in the stool that I talked about. So here it sounds to me like you had a perfect storm of a kid who was not that serious about school, a parent who was struggling, three jobs, trying to make ends meet. Let's let's forget about her personal decisions and how she's responsible for a personal decision. Yes, she's responsible for how she got to where she is. But the fact is, that's where she is. And so she needs a school system that's going to be able to help her and help her son and do its part that can actually create an intervention. The school system absolutely positively failed here. Now, again, the kid has a role. The child has Mm -hmm. got to be serious about their own education and their own growing. A lot of that nurturing comes from what did they come here with the from the to the planet with? And also, what is their environment? So it's nature and it's nurture, right? It's DNA and it's nurture. But the and the parent has got a role. The parent has got to be engaged in their education yeah. and doing their part and doing all that they can do. Hey, the hey, the Will, school I, I absolutely agree. failed it. Listen, I agree with you 100% of what you just said. No, you said 100% is the parents' fault. No, no, no. I the school no. the past. No, as far as nature and, and nurture and how the school failed in, in their part, but, and then you mentioned, let's not look at the parent and how she got to that you know, the decision she made in her life to get to that point. Because that's the underlying statement. The underlying statement right. of is the parents' fault is well, you, you, 
You made it your bed, and then so you well, lied. Well, that's the underlying listen, 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 you misinterpret what I'm saying. And that's why I, I that's why at the beginning of the show, when I made my statement, I said, let me quantify this statement so you can listen to what I'm saying, right? This is about a partnership. It's not about bl- shifting blame, it's about understanding your responsibility and creating an environment to where you can live up to your responsibility. Case in point. So again, if you take the the, the premise is education is the key that unlocks every opportunity in life, good opportunity, right? We both know. We both are doctorates. We both went to undergrad. We both worked in professions that you can't work in unless you have these degrees. Came out of families that valued education. Came out of families. And I still had to do it. And I still had to execute. (laughs) I still had to execute. That's not right. my daddy, not my mama. I had to execute. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. That's right. And, and, and neither of us were born with a silver spoon in our mouth. Absolutely. Miss Hawkins. All right. So I'm giving a shout out to one of the uh, great movie scenes out there, right? So those that understand that. But we weren't born with a silver spoon in our mouth, right? But we had parents that understood and environments, right? So the church that I attended, right, that I went to, uh, Brian Temple Church of God in Christ. Education, not just only salvation was pushed and living a holy life, but education was pushed as well. Mm -hmm. Because we had people in our church, the first PhD I met was in my church. And we're Mm -hmm. talking about the 70s and early 80s, right? Which was unheard of a lot in a lot of Southern circles, right? Right. The first, you know, being around my family members, my uncle was a lawyer, retired judge. Uh, My best friend's dad was a judge, currently... Uh, one of the chief justices on the Court of Appeals for the United, uh, United States circuits here. So I had a circle of, of doctors, Amen. educators, and so forth, Amen. and teachers in our church and so forth. So education was pushed. Now, when we went off to college, we would have this academic recognition program every year, right? So if you're not standing up there with at least a 3.0, we know you ain't make, <laughs> you're looking bad. You make your parents look bad, right? Because we up there with trophies, 3.0, you know, 3.5, 4.0, top graduate. And then on top of that, when we went to college, we got a plaque, we got a Bible, we got a tie, and we got $25. Mm-hmm. The idea of that was we're going to recognize you, give you flowers where you live for your achievement. Secondly, we want you to take the Lord with you everywhere you go. That's the significance of the Bible. Three, we the tie represented the job that you're dressing for, right. not the one that you have. And the $25, you know, back in the day, it got you a little bit. But right now, brother, it don't even buy you a book, right? But I don't think they passed that $25 yet. But my right. point is, what I did, I instituted that program in my church when I when right. I uh, became of age. So to this day, my kids have trophies on their uh, 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 bookshelf, other kids and so forth. We taught in Sunday school, have that. My point that I'm making is, is that if you understand the premise, then you will order your life around the greatest asset that you have. My goal, my goal is to ensure, Will, that I produce a product that is an uh, asset to society and not a problem on society, right? Someone who is productive in giving as opposed to someone who's not and then taking away. So it's really a mindset that we have to change in our communities. And anyone who's in this situation that we see that this parent is in, and not just this parent, but other parents, because keep in mind, if this young man had was number 62 out of 120, 
with a 0.13. That means every number 50, number 63 on down to 120 had either that or less. Right. So, so, so I'm glad that you're bringing this up. I'm glad that you mentioned the church because you're actually falling into, into, into supporting my point, which is the community failed this child as well. We not have a tendency. No, 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 no. Listen again, you just named all of the different elements of support that you had from the village that my parents put me around. Okay, but all parents had to make the decision to be a part of that church. And your parents came from an orientation where they were able and equipped to make that decision. So are you saying that people who don't come from an orientation that are as equipped to make that decision, then we should turn around and say, well, it's your fault because you're not equipped and you have not made that decision. What no, I'm saying I'm is you can't. their responsibility. They didn't live up to responsibility. And keep in mind. Okay, but if you're not equipped, if you're not equipped, some people, for example, come out of the foster care system and then yeah. they just age out. Yeah. And a lot of the kinds of nurturing and understanding and they nuance of the, they never got. So That's now right. they end up in a situation where they got three kids. And, I, and again, forgive me. Not the impression, I don't know if this is the background of this particular mother with this particular mm-hmm. child. So I'm not specifically talking about her. I'm just saying that a lot of people come into adulthood and to family situations without having the kind of structure and background and understanding of nuance and things and responsibilities. Yeah. So if they don't have that, that they didn't come from that, it doesn't seem to me from a Christian standpoint or even from a humanity standpoint to turn around and say, well, it was your responsibility to do X, Y, and Z for your kid and you failed. It's like, if you don't know, you don't know. So now you need the rest of the other elements of society, the other pieces of the stool to be able to intervene and help you to understand what you need to be doing. And if that is done and then you resist in that, now, I'll be the first one to say, okay, you've gotten these services, you got this intervention, you got this help, and you still resisting it, and you're but not doing anything, then that's yeah. your fault. But, Will, I'm not letting these parents off the hook because at some point between quote unquote graduation, which they won't be doing, and going and getting into high school, that's four years. And one, at some point within those four years, you receive due notice that your child was not performing, right? That's not what, in this particular case we're talking about, this parent Will, was, was getting card, information I, I that they was being moved believe. on. The kid was Will, being moved on. That's why Will. we got an investigation. Will, she received a report card. But that, that also that she was, that her son was moved to the next level. But her, but all the report, it may have said promoted to the next level, but he only passed three classes in four years. So that means that he failed at least one year <laughs> He failed all his classes, right? But but she's not that sophisticated parent that you uh, are. It means Will, she, Will. she was told a kid was moved on. Well, if what, my kid what would you all D if my kid has all D minuses and Fs, some there's a problem there. Somewhere. And they still getting moved on to the next but, grade. But Will, I mean, that means they should be able to graduate with D with a D uh grade. But but Will, don't you want better for anybody wants better for their kids because hey. 
I would like my kid to have an A, right? So again, I'm not letting the parents off the hook from their responsibility. I'm not blaming them. I'm not letting them off the hook for their responsibility. And let me go back to my example, how I grew up. You know, neither my father or mother went to college. My father went to the military. My mother had an opportunity to go to college, but uh, circumstances afforded which she could not go. My father wasn't, quote unquote, the best high school student, but he was very smart, right? So, and then to combine, my parents are two kids of total, and they're two families, total of 20 kids, right? One, my mother's one of 11, my father's one of nine, right? So with all of that, and if you look at our educational background, you know, I have Harvard graduates in my family. I have valedictorians of prominent universities, the first African-American valedictorians in our family. You know, and this happened, not because of, quote unquote, the disadvantages that we had growing up, but it happened because we understood to get out of that situation, there were advantages and opportunities that were there. Now, I will say this, and, and we've talked about it on our show before, the Black church is a phenomenal stone in our society to help push upper mobility, both spiritual, economic, social, and the like. I think that's missing in a lot of our communities as well, people being attached to our churches and our churches uh, taking that next level. Because in church, in your community, that's where you're going to find a diversity of people. Like I said, I, I had teachers. But, but, but Claville, you essentially just said that because your background is such that your parents didn't come from a lot of education. It's like my, my father didn't go beyond eighth grade. My mother didn't go beyond high school. They mm-hmm. both thought education was very important, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you, But I can't say that because my parents did that and valued and came into a life experience where they understood the value of education, that therefore everybody else should have that experience. Other people have had experience when they were in school and they were actually attacked while they were in school and undermined and had their intellectual capacity undermined in school. So they came out of school devaluing education, not having a value in in appreciation for education. Now they bring a child into that environment. So what I'm saying is that at some point, we can't just point at people and say, because you don't have this understanding of the situation, it's your fault. Well, there's a reason how I got to this point where I don't have an understanding of the situation. And that's where intervention comes in. Mm -hmm. That's where the school comes in by doing its part and saying, look, you need to wake up. And if we're doing all of our part, and here's what you need to do, and here's what your child needs. And if the parent at that point is rejecting what the school is saying, now I'm like, that's what's wrong with you? It's a very small. But in this case, and in, in many of these cases in these cities, what we have is a breakdown of the school not taking that extra step and not following yeah. its own protocols so to, we, to get the parents to be aware and therefore the children are failing as well. So we'll look to your point, and you know, with that, with that being the situation, you know, I give my surrounding circumstances to let you know that again, they weren't ideal. Right. What happened was my parents valued education and created the environment to foster the ideal situation to which we're both in now, right? So I can truly say that it was because the, my parents had the mentality and also 
uh, created environments around. And the the intervention, somebody intervened, something intervened that helped them to understand, no, this is important. And and look, if that intervention ever comes, then what? And and, and the number one intervention in that, I I can truly say it, my father testifies about it all the time, who's an elder, it was him giving his life to God and bringing him into uh, understanding that there is a better life, you know, than what things that are out there. Right. So even from serving military to coming in, giving his life to God and then working and being faithful to God, his family. And, you know, of course, the job in which he only job he had and only in what he retired out of, you know, those things help to propel us to see that. Yeah, you got to stick with it. And we're talking about a time period where, you know, blacks in the South, you know, anytime you try to push up for upper mobility. Yeah, you, you right. talk about being held back. I mean, being pushed back against. Well, it's still going on now, right? I mean, Absolutely. it's still, and, and especially in Baltimore, in West West Baltimore. Oh, I yeah. mean, this is the area where Freddie Gray and all yeah. of the uprising that happened. I mean, these things are still happening. Yeah. We still live in a segregated society. Absolutely. So, so, so my thing is, let's not blame people unless we've given them the intervention. Listen, and well, if they reject the in- intervention, I'm ready to give them all the blame. Right. That they deserve, but it takes well, it takes the schools, the parents, and the children well, to be inv- involved in the education. Listen, if you were born in the United States of America, you have the internet, you have television, you know, you see the great strides we talk about Black History Month, mm-hmm. everyday Black history being made. You know, I I'm not I'm not letting you off the hook, right? You understand that uh, if if you're in a bad situation, there's an opportunity for a better situation. The key is to seek and find, right? Now, my, my father used to always say, you say, you know, you know, anytime I've made a decision outside of the decision he wanted me to make, he was like, son, you, you always do what you want to do. And that's the key to society. Every single person, especially in the United States of America, we always do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not letting anybody off the hook at all. If you want a better life, if you want to seek better education, if you want to be able, if you understand that you want to create a better environment around those prim- that premise of education that's the key uh, to success, you have the opportunity in the United States of America to do it, and you have the responsibility to ensure that whatever seed God gives you the ability to procreate and put on this earth, you have the responsibility, nobody else, you have the responsibility to put them in the position in order to be successful, which means you have to make sacrifices uh, for your life. Now, everything I talked about, what my father did, what I did as a father for our children, we made sacrifices, man, in order to do that. So there were things that we could have been doing. Like I told my wife, we had money before we had kids. <laughs> I mean, we were flying here, flying there, you know, weekend in the grill, you know, that, that type of thing. <laughs> but yeah, when the kids come, that's all gone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If, you know, if you want to have that situation, you know, we didn't push our kids off on our parents and say, oh, watch my kids. No, these are my children. I'm watching my kids. I'm going to the park with my kids. I'm going to teach my kids how to swim. I'm on the golf course with my kids. I'm on the tennis court with them. I'm on the basketball court with them. Well, I, 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 I certainly, you know I, certainly I certainly agree with all that because that's the kind of father that I, that's the kind of father that I was. I know. I was raising I my it. kids and have Absolutely. continued to be. But, but it has also taught me that we can't put our own standards on other people unless we have walked through their life's shoes. So unless, and and certain, and other people need certain type, everybody needs some kind of intervention. 
Even my that's right. that's even right. in my environment, growing up in public housing, I needed an intervention. I could have easily gone the other direction. That's right. Even with my parents' emphasis on education. Hey, so I'm here. just I'm stay just here. very I'm just very much believe that we get into these class socioeconomic class discussions when people who have come from a more secure environment, where they've been right. exposed to these things, put those kinds of values onto other people who who have not been exposed to those things. Now it's incumbent on us and it's incumbent on society in general to make sure folks have an opportunity to understand what their role and responsibility is. And if they reject that, then I will be the first one to say, well, look, this is, this is your fault because I don't care how dysfunctional your environment is. You are still responsible for your life. And you're responsible for the other lives that you bring into the world. But if we haven't first given people that opportunity, given them that intervention, like in the case of these schools, having protocols in place to address a kid like this and to not follow through with your protocols and then turn around and blame the parent. I'm just not I'm just not ready to do that. But I am ready to say that there's three legs of that stool. The parent has a responsibility. The school has a responsibility. The child absolutely has a responsibility to go in there and execute because if they don't, they don't execute. You can have the loving, secure school and parent all you want. And if the kid is not going to execute, it's not going to happen either. Absolutely. And look, let's add a fourth leg to that. The the community, community as a whole and uh, the community involves uh, everything in society that helps to foster, you know, uh, a good citizen, uh, a model citizen. So at the end of the day, if you have them, if God gives you the ability and the great ability to procreate and bring and duplicate that which we are, then you have the sole responsibility to put them in position and in order to succeed. Right. You know, when, when when my children were born, my life ended and it, my their lives began, meaning that my selfish desires and goals took a back seat to what they need in order to be successful. And that's the position everybody should be in. So at the end of the day, Will, what do you think we should do as a community? Oh, I think that we got to be able to be our brothers and sisters keeper. All of the different uh, areas of the village that you mentioned are all important to being able to raise children and have an emphasis on education. Parents absolutely got to be engaged in the schools system and not just send their kid to school and believe yeah. that that's it and take their foot off the pedal and believe, because quite frankly, that's happening in the suburbs too. That happens. It doesn't just happen in the inner city. That happens in right. all kinds of communities exactly where right. folks just kind of have an, a cavalier attitude. If I put my kid in a good school, then that's it. The school is supposed to do everything. No, yes. you have a responsibility, as you said. The school has a responsibility, and the student has a responsibility. We all got to live up to our responsibility. So take us on home. Yeah. So again, a great conversation about you know pass or fail you know, the success of our public school system and where the responsibility lies. So with that being the case, listen, thank you for joining us for this episode of LaVie St. Cleville. Follow us on our social media, like, share on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and ACAST. Listen to the podcast. Hats off to our producer, Ben Bailey, for keeping us here right and tight. And also all of the wonderful uh, Black influencers on our social media platforms that he creates for us. Uh, go to our social media, check it out. If you have a question, email us at levise and at gmail.com. Until next time.
That's the way we see it, and that's the way it is. We'll see you next time.